0: In the meantime let's turn our attention to other news and president biden has led international condemnation of new laws in uganda which mean that anyone having gay sex can be jailed for life in some circumstances people could face the death penalty mr biden called the laws shameful and said the us was considering sanctions here's david willis
1: The United States has led the growing chorus of condemnation over these new laws. President Biden, in a five-paragraph statement, called Uganda's new laws shameful and a tragic violation of universal human rights. Uh, He's called for those laws to be immediately repealed and is threatening sanctions If that doesn't happen, saying that the United States will, in his words, evaluate the implications of the law on all aspects of U.S. engagement with Uganda. Now, one aspect of engagement with Uganda is a program known as PEPFAR. That stands for the President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief, which was established back in 2003 under the administration of George W. Bush to limit and help the global fight against HIV and AIDS. As such it's widely been hailed as one of the most successful health program of its kind in global history in terms of the number of lives saved. Now Uganda is one of the top recipients of funding from that program and it's feared that this new law passed in Uganda could set back advances made in the fight against HIV and AIDS for the simple reason that men could in the future be more reluctant to come forward and seek treatment. Now one possibility is that the United States could, as it has in the past, threaten to suspend funding for that program until such time as the government in Uganda changes course, something it seems remarkably reluctant to consider doing. Total American investment in Uganda is put at around a billion dollars a year, so there are other uh, ways, that, uh, other incentives that could be in jeopardy right now. And it's worth making the point as well that condemnation of these new laws in Uganda is not confined to the Democrats. The Republican Senator Ted Cruz called the new anti-homosexuality law in Uganda an abomination and grotesque.
0: David Willis uh, speaking to us a little earlier. Well, let's go live now to Rodney Croom, a spokesperson for National LGBTQ advocacy organisation, Just Equal Australia. It's good to have you with us. Firstly, your reaction to this law being passed.
2: Ben, um, thanks for having me on. Uh, obviously, uh, as a gay man who has fought for equality for LGBTIQA plus people for decades, I'm deeply, deeply disillusioned. Um, and angry about the developments in Uganda. As are LGBTIQ plus people around the world, it feels like today, like history's going backwards, um, that we're no longer on an upward trajectory to greater equality and freedom. But we also know from the history of our movement around the world that uh, there's no hatred and no discrimination that we cannot overcome. We need to get beyond our anger and our, and our disillusionment and we need to unite as a community globally to work with our governments and to overturn this law. I have no doubt that we can do that. Um, but today, yeah, a day is a day of anger and deep, deep disappointment.
0: A, a, a similar law had been struck down by Uganda's constitutional court back in 2014. Are you hopeful that some sort of challenge to this may yet get it Reconsidered.
2: yes, um, i've I've uh, spoken to people who are who are connected to the legal teams um, at, uh, dealing with this issue, who have lodged appeals already, I understand um, in Kampala. and uh, yes, they're hopeful that the appeals that they will make, to, within the uh, Ugandan court system will be successful, as they were in 2014. Obviously, they're not trying to be too overconfident. Um, but there is a hope that uh, even though Parliament seems united in support of this abominable law, that the judiciary in, in Uganda will see the light and will recognise fundamental human rights. So there is, there is hope there. But of course, as you can imagine, amongst um, everyday LGBTIQA plus Ugandans, there's deep fear and panic about this today. I've, again, been speaking to people in direct contact with um, uh, queer Ugandans, and there's fear of uh, mass arrests, there's fear of extrajudicial killings, Um, there's deep fear there. And as uh, advocates around the world, and um, and particularly uh, in countries like Australia and the UK, where our governments need to uh, can do more about this, we need to be working hard to ensure that uh, the international voice continues to be strongly against these laws mm. and in support it, of those. Yeah, it, it,
0: it's interesting you mentioned the international response. What more would you like to see done? I mean, what realistically? Uh, do you think these countries you mentioned, the UK, the US, Australia, and others can do?
2: Well, Australia can speak out publicly. It hasn't done that yet. Um, The US, the UK, and Canada have, and other countries. Um, But there's even more to do. We need to ensure that there's travel restrictions and sanctions on those who have been involved in passing this law. Uh, I understand that the US has flagged that, which is good. Um, there needs to be greater cooperation across the UN and within the Commonwealth to ensure that uh, pressure is brought to bear on the Ugandan government. Um, countries like Australia uh, and the UK should be uh, increasing their, their uh, intake of asylum seekers, uh, LGBTIQA+ plus asylum seekers from Uganda. Australia has a very low intake and we'll be pushing for that to be increased. Um, and most of all, we need to be supporting those judicial appeals that we've mentioned already, and community education on the ground. Mm. Um, clearly, there's uh, a lot of Ugandans who support these laws. Mm. That's regrettable, um, and we need to be out there supporting uh, LGBTIQA+ plus Ugandans and their allies to change those attitudes.
0: You mentioned um, you mentioned Ugandans seeking uh, asylum elsewhere. What sort of sense do you get from the community? the LGBTQ plus community when you're in contact with them in Uganda? Do you get the sense that people are determined to stay and to fight and try and get this law removed? Or do you think uh, an increasing number will feel that it's not safe for them to remain?
2: Well, as you can imagine, with any large population of people, um, including the LGBTIQA plus community, um, there are different responses. Uh, I've spoken to some who are, are, are all the more determined to stay and fight. They're not willing to relinquish their their sense of belonging as Ugandans, uh, and they want to fight for a better Uganda. But there are others who feel that it's just become too dangerous um, and who are going back into the closet or uh, will be seeking asylum overseas. Uh, Whatever the situation is, whatever the outlook is of individual LGBTIQA plus Ugandans, each one of them has a really difficult decision to make today. Um, each one of them will be thinking, what do I do now? Do I stay? Do I leave? Do I go undercover? Is it safer in Kenya or Tanzania? Uh, which it probably isn't. Um, the, the choices that those people face now are choices that no-one should be forced to face, no-one
0: ever. Okay. Rodney, thank you very much. Uh, Rodney Kroom, uh, from the LGBTQ plus advocacy organisation Just Equal Australia. Thank you. Thanks, Ben.